Hey everybody, this is Jordan Pacheco from the Glad Chat Podcast. I hope you're doing well. And I just want to make a quick little video to let you know that much to the great surprise, I'm sure, of many of your family and your friends, don't worry because you're not crazy. You may have noticed that there are so many things going on in the world and so many things going on in the church. I was watching videos from Australia uh, this past week of lockdown protests and uh, what, what, as an American especially, I would say is a gross overreach of governmental authority. Um, I was also in a wedding uh, in California this weekend, and it's interesting coming from a state like Colorado, which is relatively eased up in restrictions, to California where I lived before, which is still in a lot of ways lockdown central. The Amazon Synod has been going on, and there's been, of course, all these videos posted on social media of all these Norris Ordo's welcoming the Synod and the Synodal way and what it means and that gosh awful uh, little uh, logo that they have, right? That looks like a five-year-old drew it, but that's just along with the felt banners and everything. And, um, you know, if you would have told me that two years ago, we'd be kind of having just a tiny bit of inhale before the storm, because I think that's all we can all tell is coming. Uh, I would have said maybe, but maybe not two years from now. Give me five or 10 or something like that. If you would have told me at the start of COVID that two years from now, there are still entire parts of the of the globe which are worse off, not better off, uh, and not because of any death rate and not because of any infection rate, but simply because of the sort of governmental restraints and the sorts of attacks on churches, I wouldn't have believed you. Any more than I would have believed, I suppose, two years ago that uh, for all intents and purposes, the churches would have just closed their doors. A lot of things going on. And I always have a saying, which is that oftentimes things get worse before they get better. I'm not much of a pessimist, but I figure that if you start with the bottom of the barrel assumption, then if something turns out better and in a quicker amount of time, you'll be all the more happy for it. So the world is is going crazy. I mean, we see it every day. We've seen it in our own families. We certainly see it in the church. Um on this channel, we didn't really make a video about Traditionis Custodes. We didn't really make a video on the Synodal Way. Of course, we, we typically deal with, with inter-church kind of affairs, but we talk a lot, of course, about exterior factors. Um, and it's interesting. We, we did talk about it on some other channels. You can go check out. Um, I, I did a video with uh, Nick Cavazos at the Traditional Thomist going through Traditionis Custodes. But for our channel, we didn't do it. We talked about it, but we never did. And I think I know why. The charism of this channel, Rudy and I together in this endeavor, is resus et bellum. It's laughter and it's war. It's not letting, at the end of the day, any external factors be a thief of your inner peace, which is sort of the, the topic I wanted to just, just think about for today. With all these challenges and things that go on, it's very easy, especially for a traditional Catholic, to circle the wagons, to close the doors, and to point the spears outward. Well, do you see what the Pope did today? See what the, the well, they tell me he's a president, did today? <laughs> you see what's going on here and there? And I think that there is a, a great amount of traditionalists who thrive off this sort of thing. If you come across our Facebook pages, it's not all just interior life, interior dispositions, how to build back and reclaim the beauty of the world. It's oftentimes employing a very critical look at the sort of 
structures inside the church and inside our countries that we find problems with. But with all this darkness in the world, as Catholics, as followers of Jesus, as sons and daughters of the Father, we do need to stop and ask ourselves if what we put in our brains and what we scroll through on our phones, if these things actually are robbing us of our inner peace that comes from Christ, or if they're accentuating it. I've been on Facebook pages uh, that are pretty, you know, Spirit of Vatican II Boomer posting is one of the best Facebook pages out there. I love it. <laughs> it's good fun. But to wake up every morning and scroll through it, just dunking on the Novus Ordo, quote unquote, there you begin to notice that there are some people who who take it a bit too far. Rudy and I pray God we have pretty much stayed off uh, Twitter uh, as as the Gladtrad podcast. The Catholic Twitterverse is a cesspool. I mean, if you want to talk about petty infighting and kind of the worst in the church in terms of how we speak to one another, the nature of anonymity of the internet, the nature of the sort of conversations and fights that we're having now, it oftentimes, the nature of, of sensationalist um, news and sensationalist talking and, and the polemics and dynamics of people it all brings itself out in Catholic Twitter in particular. There are entire feuds that where Rudy and I just sat down and we discussed it. I, the most famous one I can think about is uh, a lot of them concerning the Society of Pius X, right? We've gone through on our channel. Crisis has gone through on their channel. There are a lot of very good channels where there's lively discussion and conversation about these things. It's kind of hard when you reduce complicated conversations to 140 character boxes and everyone's fighting to be heard. If we as traditionalists are not just going to grow, but are also going to thrive, we need to start working on our interior lives. This is first and foremost. This is why I recommend, by the way, if you haven't yet, to read The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Kempis, who should be a saint. I mean, I don't know anything else about his life, but from his writings, it's, it's, he's brilliant. But the imitation of Christ deals exclusively with the interior life. And if I could try to synthesize so many of these great topics in the book and themes, it essentially is that, man, you are a finite and a fickle creature, and you cannot be swayed by the external forces of the world. If you anchor yourself to the rock of Christ, you will accept every joy every sorrow, every suffering, every triumph with the exact same breath. I think again about the book of Job, right? Job loses everything. He loses all of his children, his livestock, he's diseased, and he says, the Lord gives, the Lord takes, uh, taketh away, blessed be the name of the Lord. In good times and in bad times, this is not our final home. This doesn't mean that we cannot be attuned to what's going on in the world. I don't really know of the news daily that's coming out of the Synod. I suspect that I wouldn't like it very much. Just a random hunch. But I realize that there are just simply bigger fish to fry in the immediate area. I'm now a husband. I'm now senior editor at my job. And I'm working on a series that really hopefully will be bringing people close to Christ. That means that there's time to, to sit back and realize that there's a lot of good still in the world and a lot of good still in the church. 
you wouldn't be uh, in your Latin mass communities or in good parishes or supporting good priests or praying for the Pope if we really thought that the gates of hell had prevailed. Catholics ought to be a joyous sorts of people. And again, it's not pushing aside critique. It's not pushing aside realistic assessments of our situations. But I'm also finding myself denying perhaps some of the long drawn conclusions in the Benedict option. Great read. And again, another book I completely recommend. And I'm not saying everything about it's wrong. But, you know, I don't want to be an army in withdrawal. The church militant isn't meant to just always circle the wagons. I do think that in the spirit of the new evangelization, the church has bled herself out. The church has allowed herself to have these great misfortunes which have entered her. So many world, so many uh, uh, heresies in the world, materialism, secularism, all the Ixtenisms that are terrible, melting ourselves down in the Masonic fashion to be equal amongst the brotherhood of all mankind. It's worth thinking about. But the opposite is, isn't true either, that we disengage everything. Over uh, this weekend, I was back at St. Vitus and our priest there gave another homily. I've heard him speak on this topic before and it's very akin with everyone in California. But, you know, there's no, there's no such thing as, as a utopia for Catholics. There's no such thing as a utopia even as far as political strife or cultural strife. Now, there are some states that are objectively better. It's easier for things like real estate or uh, finances or land. It's easier to have more money to give to the church in these sorts of circumstances. But we cannot create heaven on earth. We can try. It's not that we shouldn't try. It's not that we aren't ambassadors of the kingdom as baptized Christians. But at the end of the day, this is not our final home. So with all the turmoil that has been going on and more to come, we have to remember that we have to be willing to accept our crosses. Christ tells us to pick up our cross daily and follow him. The cross is excruciating. Jesus held onto it for a day. We're called to do this daily and, and not be afraid, essentially, of what comes around the corner. I've been really meditating upon this because I, I see storm clouds, friends. I really do. I don't think this is going to be a very easy next decade, certainly. It's not going to be a next easy two years. We've seen how the last two years have gone. So there's some uh, history in order for me to, to suggest that. We've seen from on high, from the Holy Father himself, this genuine hatred of tradition and hatred of the Latin Mass. We've seen from the forces of government that at the end of the day, your freedoms and my freedoms don't really matter. Nothing that cannot be quelched under an authoritarian boot. But as Christians and as, as Catholics trying our best to love the Lord, we should be ready for anything that the Lord permits us to come our way. A priest said, uh, at work once, we should be prepared to die at any time. St. Paul writes, don't you know that when you were baptized into Christ, you were also baptized into his death? That's a profundity that we're going to have to realize sooner or later. 
it's it's the end of comfortable Christianity. It's the end of being able to start your little parish out in the middle of nowhere and have it pop up and be left alone and have orthodox and good things come your way. Now is the time for soldiers. And it doesn't mean that we have to start smashing down idols, although they're all over the place now. And it doesn't mean we have to start burning down capitals, although I wouldn't be terribly opposed all the time. (laughs) But it really does mean at the end of the day that we have to be prepared to accept our fate if the Lord uh, deems it our time, for good or for bad. We cannot let it be a thief of our inner peace. The final note I'll, I'll leave with is that, again, this weekend, in the midst of all this darkness, in the midst of the lockdowns of L.A., I watched two very good friends get married. Two become one flesh. It was one of the most joyous, beautiful weddings I've ever seen in my life. And for a second, as the mass often does, you forget about the exterior forces outside in the world. The mass, of course, is where heaven and earth in the most radical moments since Christ's crucifixion, they actually meet. To participate in the Mass is to take a vertical slice with a reality of the heavenly banquet. And for my friends, no matter the difficulties and challenges ahead, God put them together. And what God puts together, let no man tear apart. How can we be pessimistic? How can we be fearful or angry when there is such beauty in the little things of the world. You hear people say, oh, well, this is a terrible time to have children. Oh, this is a terrible time to to get married. This is a terrible time to be alive. Why was I born in this time? God put us here to accomplish his will in his particular way for this particular time. God didn't deign that you were to be born in the 50s as if the 50s were perfect or the 20s or the 1890s or the 1650s or any time period you can think of. There is not a time period yet I've seen where there haven't been people saying and complaining about the exact same things. Do you honestly think that people born in the 1890s getting married on the eve of World War I were going, oh, well, oh, oh, it's a great time to have kids. Oh. Oh, why did this have to happen? There will always be problems in this fallen world. That's what the that's what the consequence of sin brings. But if we allow that darkness to cover our hearts and to dictate all the things that make us Catholic, to make us bitter and angry and pessimistic and suspicious and jealous and quarrelsome, then we're not actually doing God's will. There is a time for laughter. There is a time for war. But war is not about being petty and indecisive and mean-spirited. War is about decisive action that we can one day beat our swords back into plowshares. So the church militant is on the march, brothers and sisters. And if you are sitting on the fence and not knowing what direction to go, let me offer you some practical tips. If you find yourself getting angry at the world or maybe angry at the church or angry at the Pope or angry at God, assess what you are putting into your ears and what you're putting into your eyes. If you wake up in the morning and you have to go on some really dunk uh, based set of a contest blog in order to get your kicks on the Novus Ordo, maybe it's time to stop. 
if you find yourself completely revolted at the idea that there are women who wear pants and leggings instead of understanding that that these are opportunities for evangelization and for bringing back dignity and dress and the virtues, it's time to do a reassessment. If you find yourself thinking that your parents are going to go to hell because they attend the Novus Ordo, it's time to do a reassessment. I, I've been very careful, Rudy and I have been very careful on the channel to make sure that we are combating the idea of stereotypical trads. Always angry, terrible people. They don't actually practice what they preach because for our lived experience, it's not true. And just in general history, it's not really true. The internet brings out the worst in people. But if you attend any sort of traditionalist group, with some exceptions, I'm sure, most people are just normal people trying their best to save themselves and their families. By understanding, by going to the physical instead, by focusing on the spiritual through the physical, you'll find that life is much more peaceful. It's much more quiet. By focusing less time on the internet and more time on your marriage or on your relationship or on your spiritual life, you'll discover the peace that we all pray for. And heck, that includes this channel too. If we're, are we, and we tend to be happy guys, but if we are a bit of a stumbling block for you, if you get just amped off the idea, oh, glad trads are going to go dunk on people when we don't oh, really, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> then, you know, by all means, don't watch us. For those that do, we're extremely grateful, by the way. But we don't want to rob anybody of the, uh, their peace, and we don't want to be a, a source of scandal. Um, we want to make frank assessments of the world. But this is why we always say, you know, the Holy Father, for instance, needs our prayers. The leaders in the world who seem to be choosing darkness, they need our prayers. Especially for a Catholic, you know, every Catholic is just a confession away from being back in the graces of God. And if you think about how many horrible sins can be wiped away just by that confession, we should cheer that when it happens and we should encourage it when it does. There's a campaign uh, Archbishop Code Leone in San Francisco launched to have rosaries for Nancy Pelosi for her to to convert on abortion, essentially, for her to turn back to the Catholic faith, I would say. That is our weapon. In this time of darkness, the real peace comes from Our Lady. Our Lady lights the way, right? Our Lord has given Our Lady to the church that she may be a guide, the, the perfect Theotokos, right? She bore Christ perfectly, and therefore she can bear us perfectly, we have so many great saints and so many wonderful traditions of the church that the forces of darkness hate. And as we go forward by uncovering them, by clinging to those and by being happy and proud and joyous that we're doing so, that is the way to defeat Satan, right? That is a way to turn back darkness and death. And if that means that, that we all have to suffer red or white martyrdom, praise be Jesus Christ. And if that means I get to die comfortably in my bed, Praise be Jesus Christ in his angels and in his saints. So that's food for thought. Thank you to all of you who helped make this channel possible. It's not going to be much longer before we have a thousand subscribers and we can start doing more community posts and these sorts of things. But if you haven't already subscribed, the second most important thing you can do for us is subscribe. The first most, of course, is to keep Rudy and I and our families in your prayers. Please, please, please do so. But also subscribe 
notification bell, comment. We'd love to hear your comments, your feedback, your suggestions, um, how it's going. We've had some fans email us to tell us their situations and how they're going. We love that. We think that's, that's so wonderful that we can connect in all these sorts of different ways. Um, and if you know somebody who, who would love these videos, sharing is an important thing too. Um, so thank you guys so much. If you'd like to support us a little bit further, we have a Patreon. You can go down there. There's some juicy perks for different tiers. Uh, a lot of stuff that everyone can like. So until the next video, God bless you and may I keep you. Adios.